The Rebrand Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Welcome to the Rebrand Podcast, a member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. This podcast tells the stories of world-changing marketing campaigns as told by the people who build them. Ready to hear untold stories behind the brands you love? Then sit back, relax, and get ready for the Rebrand. Here's the host of the Rebrand Podcast, the CEO of the Harkey Group, Scott Harkey. All right. You guys know what time it is. Rebrand podcast. As you know, we tell untold stories of world-changing brand campaigns as told by the marketers who built them. I'm your host and founder of the Harkey Group, Scott Harkey. And today we're going to discuss AI and the future of brand and agency relationships. Joining us is my main man, Matt Weiss, who's the global president at Huge, which is a creative consultancy powered by human and AI collaboration. Huge partners with the world's most ambitious brands to make huge moves, providing creative solutions that deliver powerful outcomes. The company helps clients unlock meaningful growth in areas ranging from AI business consulting, brand and consumer experience, technology advisory, and strategy to high-value audience analysis and human product innovation. Today, Matt and I are going to discuss AI for brands and agencies. Here's my conversation with Matt Weiss, the global president at Huge. What's up, dude? Yo, yo. What's going on, man? Really happy to be here. So you've obviously been in the industry for like, I don't know, a million years. 30,000 years, you know. (laughs) Quick story. So I don't even know if Matt knows this, but I, I was at like a Mirren new business conference in New York. I want to say probably seven, eight years ago. And I heard Matt on a panel and I'm like, and there's all these new business people. And I think you were at Havas at the time. I think you were the global, whatever, CMO at Havas. I was like, dude, that guy's cool. I want to be friends with that guy. And I was like <laughs> such a dork. And I like had to like, I don't know, try to like, all right, how am I going to be friends with this person? They're super cool. It's like you and Larkin. It was like all the badass new business people. And that was like seven years ago. Now we've been can together multiple times. We've been, you know, all over the world at all these industry things. And it's fun to kind of catch up with you and sidebar with you on what's going on in the industry, what's real, what's not, how are agencies doing, how are clients doing, is the market up, is the market down? I mean, for, for those of you who don't know, I mean, Matt's been, you know, McCann Erickson has been at, uh, huge forever. I mean, he's, he's run agencies. He's done global new business. I mean, just really knows the inside and outsides of the business. I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah. Any, anything else maybe on your background that people maybe might not know about you and some of the rebrand audience? First, we got to get straight. So actually it was reverse of that. When we met at Marin, I looked around and I'm like, who's this dope guy who's got a whole agency that he's created in the Southwest, this hot shop called OH. And you told me actually about what you were doing to pitch new business. If I recall correctly, you wanted to get a client. It was a national client. And so you locked your entire people in your agency in an office for multiple days, potentially for a weekend until the client would actually take the meeting. I thought I was like, that's the kind of guy I want to get to know. <laughs> oh, you're you're too kind. Yeah, well, we I really wanted to get Airbnb. Jonathan Mendenhall was a CMO at the time. And uh, we did a lot in you know hospitality and hotels, as probably this audience knows. And yeah, we called it Jonathan Call Scott. We locked a copywriter in for 24 hours and we'd had all these experiences and we had like a brief like, and 
Anyway, the CMO finally called us, gave us a meeting, and then he left Airbnb six months later when he said he had a, a, a brief and a project for us. So we got no business from it, but we got some publicity and at least we got a couple of maybe fans in the industry. But that's commitment. You know, when they say go all in on a pitch, <laughs> you, you went all, all the way. Yeah, let's spend $50,000 to try to get a call from Airbnb. Those were the fun days. But Man, it's, I mean, it's good to have you on. I mean, I, I I told you earlier, I'd love this to be just like a sidebar where you and I are just chatting about the industry. You know, where do you think, like, just as for starters, like, where do you think the brand and agency relationships are today? Who, who's doing it well? How are we and how are you fostering those relationships? And maybe as a brand marketer, as an agency person or as ad tech, like, how should we be thinking about the world today that that we work in? Yeah, look, everyone knows the rate and pace of change from technology is changing relationships and the nature of relationships. That's not just like business to business, or but it's also human to human. So it's not surprising that is in our own lives, as our relationship to technology changes, so does the brand agency relationship. Depending on your specialty, whether you're doing performance marketing, traditional brand work, advertising, or design and innovation work like we're doing here at Huge. The big thing is that I think since the C-suites changed so much and there's such a focus on results, quarterly results, monthly results, you know, sometimes daily results if you're a business like retail or, or, or QSR where you're living and dying every day, it requires that relationship to be super nimble and enabled, enabled by technology, you know? So we all, some of us who've been around, look back on the days when it was a relationship and a handshake and a true partnership. Today, it's a partnership built on results. It's still built on innovation and creativity and great ideas, but those things have to hunt. <laughs> you got to have results. It's got to be proven. It's got to be able to be put into a deck and surfaced up through the C-suite and also to, you know, often to the board to make sure that the investment in marketing is paying back. That's one big fundamental change. The other change that I see is the nature and the relationship between agencies and the talent that we employ to do all the great work. And since for most companies in this business, talent is really, it's talent management, you know, like that's 75% of our cost. Getting great talent to work together and to partner with a client is in some ways a lot easier because of those tools, but in other ways, much more difficult. The expectations are much higher. I think today how that's shifting, that pressure that everybody is feeling is warping what I would say was in true collaborative partnerships where there was time for ideas to surface, improve, test and learn. You know, it's just so much harder. You need a home run out of the gate often. And we know what the batting averages are, you know, for MLB players, let alone home run hitters. You know, it's just the, the odds are lower. One thing you said, it seemed like, did you say 75% are managing the talent? Yeah, the number that I'm familiar with is that 75% of the cost structure of an agency is based on the talent. And then obviously other things, ONG and deploying on tools is a lot. Yeah, 75% of our fees are going to our talent, basically, pool of people working on the account. And how has huge change? I mean, I know when I went and saw your office in Dumbo in Brooklyn, it was so badass and huge is such a big agency and obviously part of IPG and people know it and they know, you know, some of the, I, I would say, tech transformation projects that you've done for some of the biggest brands in the world. People who don't know, I mean, that's what huge to me is what, you know, really what you're known for. How, how has the work changed? Is it more 
projects and products is the talent changed is the work from office has certainly changed or work from home where is huge today where are they going how is all of that kind of changing and really in the last two or three years yes to all of it really <laughs> and you know it's like there's been so much change since march 8th 2020 when we all had to deal with covid and leaving the office and changing that environment i think leadership if you ask them and they're truthful about it like it's been difficult to navigate first of all Agencies for the long, longest time operated as these groups of people coming together, creating things. A lot of it was just the interactions that happened inside the office. Sometimes that was where the unlock happened. And also with clients, you know, like I think IRL with clients was some of the best times for them and certainly was some of the best times for ourselves. So huge, no exception, getting that balance first of just where do you work? How do you work? How do you create culture? How do you create, you know, true, deep relationships with the clients? We use a lot of tools like everybody else, you know, scaling tools, whether it's Figma creatively or workflow tools to get things done more simply. Like that was the big first shift, I'd say, in the last three years. Going forward now into 24, things are changing yet again. I think the nature of the relationships are changing as such where we need as industry professionals to embrace dynamic, automated, and AI-infused work tools because that's going to make us faster and stronger and better. And we're going to be able to get to ideas quicker. And hopefully we're getting to bigger ideas, ideas that have more impact in the world, ideas that do more things positively for the world, and ideas that actually impact the bottom lines of our client, which is ultimately what they're after. And now you're talking, you know, we're, we're getting into AI and a couple of questions. Number one, I, I did want to ask as you were talking about just the tech talent today and how hard that is to maybe find for the type of high tech work that you have to do at, at the agency. And number two is where is AI today? Where is it going? And for me and, and our agencies, I mean, of course, we're using AI. Of course, everyone's testing AI. I'm, I'm starting to see more AI infused agency products you know, what's real, what's not, and kind of where is that that whole world going? Yeah. So first, tech talent under siege in the sense that for a long time, it's hard to get, you know, data specialists and, and people who really understood not just how to manipulate the data, but like how to get insights from the data and explain it to people in a way that feels comfortable for them to use it. So technology, you know, talent now is in the same boat. Brands want them agencies want them, all manner of agencies want them. We're in a global economy now, so there's a big pull to draw talent from all different kinds of markets. Here at Hughes, you know, we've got a, a really robust and vibrant talent workforce in in Colombia, in Bogota and Medellin. And we've also got a, a smaller but really powerful, mighty group in Vietnam as well. So we're always on the look for great talent. I think we're really lucky at Hughes, just in that we've been around for 25 years People know us for our design and innovation work. So getting great people to come to partner with us has always been a privilege and something we've been able to do. But for sure, it's getting harder for all manner of agencies and different sizes to do that. Relative to AI and the explosion, it's funny. It's like the most used buzzword ever. <laughs> yeah, gosh, for sure. I, I hate even saying it. I know I feel yeah, trashy. Like, kind of hard to say these days. You know, like I have a slightly different view of it. And I can't take ownership for this idea because my brother-in-law was a scientist at Google. And and maybe five years ago, when not even AI, like just the idea of like these pre-natural language machine-oriented tools came on as like 
popular nomenclature. We talked about artificial intelligence because I was telling him how I think it's going to have a profound effect on the industry and really change the nature of the game. And people will lose jobs and we might, you know, the blank page will be over, the no more, you know, at the end of the blank page and all of these things. And he, he said, look, look up IA and, and check that out. So I did, of course, and I looked at IA and that's intelligent intelligence augmentation or intelligence amplification. So very, very early days, at least for me, I started to think about the opposite side of what AI would mean, not the artificial side, not you know the scary side that people like to talk about. Certainly in the press talks about it a lot. We saw that last week and some of the congressional hearings and you know technology being asked to be accountable and by the way they should. But I really thought like the nature of technology and ideation and innovation and everything we do is a really simple thing. It's about helping people do things that they wanna do. It's about amplifying their intelligence. It's about enabling them to do incredible things in the world. It's about solving these really complex problems that quite honestly, like the human brain, it's difficult sometimes to comprehend and having like almost like a suit of armor to help us accomplish the things that we might be able to do ourselves. When I think about it that way, and we talk about it a lot that way at Huge, about intelligent systems and processes, intelligent experiences that really help humanity, I think that's an incredible future that this business has always been about, whether it's bending culture and making you laugh and feel something, or today it's about using technology, design, innovation, and human thinking to do incredible things in the world. And I just think in the next five years, we're gonna be blown away by some of the good stuff that happens as long as we're really careful to be accountable for some of the legislation and other things that need to happen, you know, in order for us to grow in a way that is responsible as professionals. I like how you called it your kind of suit of armor <laughs> to handle the problems of today. You know, whether you're an accountant, a marketer, an attorney, I do consider it more of a helper and a speed tool. I especially think today in agencies, it's certainly a, a scale and a speed tool. I do, like you, though, see the sky is probably the limit and it will probably have some adoption and some things that are beyond our even comprehension today. And it'll certainly take over all aspects of a lot of white collar businesses. And, and to your point in the legislation, to have it be accountable. I liked the wording you used there and that that makes a lot of sense to me and I can kind of wrap my head around that. I'm going to end this episode and we're going to jump right back for another quick episode. Big thanks to Matt Weiss, Global President Huge, for joining us. I've been excited to get him on for a while and we finally made it happen. Uh, again, we're going to come right back with Matt and I tomorrow and we're going to talk about the we're going to talk about all things. I guess the technical title is Future of Brand and Agency Relationships, but I think all things future. Let's talk all things future. Maybe we'll infuse Vision Pro and AI into the future of brand and agency partnerships. If you can't wait till our next episode, you want to learn more about Matt, we'll put a LinkedIn profile in our show notes. As always, you can, of course, find everything on rebrandpod.com. If you want to take notes, you want to see guest info, it's all there. That's where you can apply to be a guest. Looking for definitely some more brand marketers on the show. We get a ton of agency requests, get a ton of ad tech requests, and, and, and the best ones we're definitely approving. But we want to see more from those brands out there and definitely some more case studies and some more futuristic thinking. And again, this show is all about getting better, all about better marketers. I think I said in my last show, big thank you to Ben and the producers, everybody else. I, I think I was saying we had like 6,000 subscribers to the show. We have 17,000 subscribers to the show, which is just insane. So 
big thank you to the rebrand audience out there for supporting the show and building this little community of marketers. You can find me pretty much anywhere, Instagram, Facebook, blah, 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 blah. It's just at Scott Harkey. If you can't wait till our next episode, you want to hear more, you want to subscribe, just hit that subscribe button. Appreciate it. That's it for today. But remember, it's never too late to rebuild, reboot, or rebrand. 